Welcome to the show, Tatiana. We got Tatiana from Sprinkled Sweetness here. If you could just introduce yourself and, you know, just uh, how you got to where you are today, just a little bit of your background. Sure. So my name is, like reset Tatiana Wingate. I am the owner of Sprinkle Sweetness Custom Cakes here in Philadelphia. So I am like custom cake designer, wedding cake designer. I make custom pastries, high-end desserts. So that's kind of like my basis. I'm a pastry chef at my core. I own a couple of businesses. So I'm an entrepreneur as well as an educator. So I do teach baking and cake decorating classes, as well as some entrepreneurs things for people who want to parlay maybe their baking hobby or kind of break into business and are not really sure how to do that, what certifications you need to run a food-based business, that kind of thing. So I help people with that as well. Awesome. So like, Tati, is this like something that you always wanted to do or is it like something that kind of grew onto you over time? That's actually a really good question. I come from cooking family. So my grandmother was a really great baker and cook. My great-grandmother was but I don't think that's what I wanted to do as a career choice. It was a hobby. I used to bake with my grandmother a lot, but I never said I wanted to be a chef. And so like kind of life happened or whatever. And I had a son in high school and it was his second birthday and I made a cake for him just like he wanted a SpongeBob cake. So I was like, well, I could do this just like, cause I'm artistic. And so I like to make stuff, you know, I'm crafty. So I was like, oh, this will be a fun project to do. And it came out so well, like people that were at the party, they were like, who made this cake? So I'm like, I did. And they're like, get out of here. And I've been making, they've been asking me for cakes ever since. I never actually said, (laughs) (laughs) I want to do this for a living. I swear to God, I never said that. Never. I just was like, well. I mean, they're going to keep spending money on it. Then (laughs) Then I'm going to keep making it. (laughs) I'm going to keep doing that. And then once it really started rolling, I realized that I kind of liked it. I decided to go to school and get a culinary degree. I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to be serious about it. I want to be taken serious in this industry. And how can I do that? And let me go and get some education and get some paperwork behind myself. And so I can kind of get myself out there. Now, how old was you when that happened? Like, as far as with the part, that party? I was 19. Oh, so, so you I had were... my son at 17. Yep, I was 19 years mm-hmm. old. I started culinary school at 20. So very young, kind of got into it. Nice. So you got some time. And basically now that's, uh, you, you're the professional. <laughs> yes, yes. I got more than my 10,000 hours, okay? <laughs> they say it takes 1,000 hours to make you an expert. Okay, I have that. now was anybody you said your grandmother was a chef you said or she She was was just like no she was a nurse as a profession but you know how grandma just good at cooking and baking at home making stuff for the family and so my grandmother took it a little bit further where she would like she was famous for her cakes so her co-workers and stuff at the job will order a coconut cake or like whatever and so she would sell stuff on like the holidays and things like that but it was never she did it professionally. I decided I was going to take it and do it professionally. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. You know, it's always somebody that kind of triggers something inside yeah, of you. that gets that interest. That little spark. But for you also, besides your grandma, it was that dollar bill sign that you saw at the end. It of- was. <laughs> it, it was. I was like, OK. And it was fun. It wasn't like super serious. And I was looking for a way 
to be able to make, you know, a decent amount of money provide for my son and not take up a lot of time in school. Because right. I became a mother early, I realized, I'm like, all right, listen, I don't have the same amount of time as someone who doesn't have children. Right. What can I do in two years versus a four-year degree and get back out into the workforce or something like that? And so culinary degree initially was a two-year degree. I worked the entire time and it really, really worked for me without it being like I said, something super serious that took a lot of studying because I had to be a mom too. Now, was that is that culinary degree? Is that a four year or two year? How does that work out? So I have an associate's degree, which is a two year. You can okay. get a four year degree. You can get a bachelor's. I have a bachelor's actually in business administration. So after mm -hmm. culinary school, I went back to school for business. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. So with, as far as the cakes is concerned, like, how do you go about that? Like, is it just random designs or? It really is. It depends. A lot of times when a client comes to me, they already have an idea in mind. They may have gone on like Pinterest or Google or something and like screenshotted pictures or put together like a board and they'll send me that. And, you know, I kind of go off that. Some people completely trust my artistry. I love those clients the most. <laughs> FYI, you get a cake for me. The people who give me creative control get the best cake. They just do. Because when you have to stay within the confines of like this picture or this thing, like there's no room for creativity. Because like, people like, want what they want and they like how exactly. they like. And it does. Yeah, I right. it. it makes sense. Yeah. And that's completely fine. I, I do that. I do not exactly replicate anyone's work. So I do something similar because I wouldn't want somebody to exactly copy my work. I just don't think it's fair to the artist. But yeah. A lot of times it's random just off the top of my head based off whatever kind of theme or colors or whatever they give me. And I just kind of run with it. Now, as far as like with school and stuff, did it really help? Do you feel like it helped a lot with your creativity or making like, did it help at all? I'm sure Absolutely. it did. It helped but... in a lot of different areas. And so I'll touch on kind of the main areas I mm -hmm. feel like it helped in. The first area if you know anything about the food industry, you know that white men dominated. That's a fact. I'm not being, you know what I mean? That's just a statistical fact. Mm -hmm. White men rule. When you think about chefs, that's the picture that pops in your head. A white guy in a white jacket. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so for a black woman in those kitchens, we had the very, very lowest mark on the totem pole. So for me, it was like, how do I become respected in the kitchen as a black woman right. and the first step for me was having that paper because right. they couldn't do nothing like you got to respect it I right. went to school I know what I'm talking about not only did I go to school I went to France and studied there like you gotta respect me right. so whether you feel some type of way about me being black or being some feel some type of way about me being a woman you have to respect this paper mm -hmm. and they do it helped in that way. I will say, so my degree is actually in culinary and not in pastry. And so people were like, what? That's so weird. And the reason for that is I honestly wanted to know everything about the kitchen because I really wasn't sure what I was going to do ultimately. And I don't regret that decision. Actually, my knowledge in culinary makes me a better pastry chef because I can think of and come up with flavor combinations and desserts that another pastry chef can't because they don't have both right so i definitely think it gives me a leg up and gives me kind of an edge with my creations just because i have knowledge of both sides now do you ever see yourself going back to become or to get your pastry degree or like become a pastry no, chef i don't or? think so like now i'm more so into 
getting certifications to help certify other people. So like I'm now expanding my education to be a better educator. Right. So it wouldn't be like, that's where I'm putting my energy because now there's so many more of us wanting to get into this arena. And so it's like, okay, let me help you do that because it's more than just making a dish or making a cupcake and putting a picture on Instagram like that. People are getting popularity that way. That's fine. But if you want to be the sous chef at the Four Seasons or Mm -hmm. the head chef at the Waldorf Astoria, those people are still doing things in a very systematic way. Right. And we want to see more of us in those positions. Yes. You know, it's all run businesses if we want. But we also want to see more of us break into those high level culinary positions within those big businesses. Right. Now, with the head chef, you're speaking like when you say like the Four Seasons or those different high end restaurants. Are you speaking the head chef that's over the company that's in the company? Right. So like if you go in. (laughs) Within uh, your high-end hotels, of course, you have different restaurants, but Mm -hmm. like you go in and you're at Prime Cut or whatever, the steakhouse that's in the casino or whatever, you know this is a high-end place, the head chef that's over this restaurant. But then there's a chef that oversees all of the restaurants in the facility. So it's whatever you want. You could either be the head chef of a specific restaurant or you could go up and manage. But the only thing about that is the executive chef who oversees all the kitchens does not cook at all. He's an office guy. He's cooked his way out of the kitchen completely. You know, he's all about numbers. He's making sure that the bottom line is right, that the orders are right, the coming and going of all the products and the inventory is right. Every kitchen has what it needs. So it depends. So if you want to get up that high, but you still have a passion for cooking, you have to know that you're not going to be cooking. So you might want to stay in the level, the actual restaurant level. But yeah, I want to see us in those positions. Right. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when you were coming through as a young chef or a young, what do you consider exactly? A chef. A chef. Okay. So when you were coming through as a new young chef, is there any other, like any times at all that you felt like troubled or that you didn't even want to go in the direction that you thought you were going like you maybe you wanted to change over to something else a different major or was there any that type of time and doubt in your mind definitely I will say that it's happened a few times in my career culinary school was difficult especially because I was balancing the responsibility of like parenthood right so most 19 year olds are not dealing with that So I was working 50 hours a week and going to school and being, it was a lot going on. I can only imagine. (laughs) But Blessings to you. (laughs) Thank you. I need all of them. But (laughs) I think that's what kept me going because there was times during that time where the, just the sheer exhaustion of it was enough to just make you tap out. Cause like, for example, this is what my weekends look like for the entire time I was in culinary school. I worked in behavioral health at the time. I've done a million jobs. Whatever's paying that they hiring, I'm the Stone <laughs> I'm cold hustler. Whatever you got to listen, okay? <laughs> and I did that because all I had to do was sit with my client who had cerebral palsy so I could do my homework and all of that. So it was all about getting to the end goal, right? What can I do that I can sit down and study while I'm working? Right. And so it was behavioral health, but I worked on Friday nights overnight. So 10 p.m., to 6 a.m., right? I had to be to school at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning, okay? And then 
class because I went to school part-time. So they put a whole bunch of classes on Saturdays because it's for people who work. So Saturdays was a full day. It was 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Now we had breaks in between the classes, but it was all day. I didn't sleep on the weekends for two years. Wow. So it's important. I'm glad you asked that question because it's important for people to know when they want to get to a certain level in anything, you're going to have to die for it. Like, you're going to have to sweat. Damn near. You for Damn real. Near. Like, you really are. You're going to have to give up sleep, your friends, hanging out on the weekends. You're going to have to give up some of your habits. Damn. To get where you're going. But Damn. now, I work for myself. Absolutely. <laughs> so, it's like that time when, you know, you're tired or you want to go party or you want to it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. The party is not going nowhere. <laughs> it's not going nowhere. Sometimes it feels like that. Miami is not going anywhere. <laughs> Sometimes It'll it feels like that, right? But no you're right. Absolutely you do, right. But you got to sacrifice a little bit. You may not have to sacrifice in the way that I did, but there's going to have to be some level of sacrifice in order to, you want to be great, there's a price for that. Damn, that's crazy. So for two years straight, your weekends was done you done you no up, sleep no straight sleep through i would take like a in between like i would zoom like freshen up change my uniform zoom to school and like sleep for a half an hour in the school parking lot and then be at class like yes chef <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's wow but wild. that's that's the hustle that's the grind that it takes to, to get it to does. that next level and be you know i guess ultimately free like you know having your the, the time freedom the freedom with your child that you wanted Absolutely. it was putting in them hours and getting beat up mentally physically all of that just to have what you want I would say that the younger you do it, I mean, your body is never going to be in better shape than you young. Do it now. You're never going to be younger. You're never going to have more energy. None of that. So if you young, get it out the way now so that as your body starts to age, you start getting a little more tired and you don't have to hustle that hard. Youth is when you're supposed to do that so that you can enjoy the fruits of that as you age. Right. You know, so if you a young person in your teens, your 20s, in your 30s, get it going. Like whatever you're trying to work on, get it popping. I think the hardest thing people have at this point in time is trying to figure out what it is, what that actually is. You know, I guess you had the open mind and and the willingness besides the money to say, okay, let me chase this and tickle this a little bit more. When the idea came to say who made this cake and right just pushing it a little bit further than than just hearing who made this mm-hmm. cake. That was the difference for you. But you were awake at that time to see that. Right. And I think a lot of people have a hard time trying to find that one thing that really is, you know, for them. You, do you have anything to say towards that? Like the maybe like. I absolutely do. You got to try stuff. And the light bulb might not come on at whatever teen early 20s but you have to get out there and try stuff so you just sitting at home scrolling instagram all day saying that your life is not looking how you want it to you're Mm -hmm. not giving you're not giving the universe any momentum to work with you got to move forward in whatever you're doing and then trying things it's sometimes it's better to find out what you don't like than it is what you do okay i tried that i don't like that that's cool we done with that let's try something else i don't like that either so you're getting closer it's not a denial 
it's just life directing you into the path that you need to be. But you got you have to open your mind to be able to listen. But you also have to move your feet. Got to move your feet. Start trying things. What interests you? Okay, so we have we're in our social media age. What kind of content do you consume on a regular basis? What things are you what are you drawn to all the time? Why don't you see what how That's you a good point. That? You know what I mean? What That's are you drawn point. to all the time? If you're watching a whole bunch of hair videos all the time, you love these. Are you passionate about hair? You know, if you're watching a whole bunch of uh, finance, you're empowered by people who talk about they flipping real estate. Maybe that's why you're drawn there. Maybe that is why. If things are magnetic, you have to start listening. You might be getting signs and not even realizing it. You know what's interesting, not to cut you off, is that with you and you going into the college to go for, you know, the culinary degree, instead of saying, okay, let me go pastry, you went culinary which left it wide open Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people don't view it in that factor you know at least when I was coming through my own experience when I was coming through college I graduated conservation and wildlife degree so with that degree first thing that comes to mind people say is oh you're going to be a park ranger right okay park ranger or Mm -hmm. something to do in the parks or wildlife so for me, it narrowed my mind. I never thought kind of outside of that box. And I don't know, I just, I knew that it was more, but I never thought outside that box. I'm like, no. So I just turned it off and I wound up not going in that direction. But now that I have okay. a way more open mind, I, I want to go help with recycling and I can see how I can use my degree in a different fashion. But again, going into it, it was a narrow mind. I didn't know exactly which way I was going to go with it because people point in park range and I'm thinking like, well, damn, like what else can I do with this degree? But if I would have went into it with an open mind, it would have created a possibility like how you had where now you're a expert in a situation being a chef where you can make dishes that pastry people can't even do because they don't have those taste buds. And right. It's just totally different. Yeah, that's, I think having a good support system, having the right people around you, Mm -hmm. if your friend circle, if their lives do not look like the life you want, you might need to reevaluate that. If they're not having the conversations that people who are living the life you want to live are having, you might need to reevaluate that. All of that stuff is important. I had really good outside influences. I had people in culinary school, like it was three black girls. The school that I went to was the restaurant school at Walnut Hill College here in Philly. It's a predominantly white school. It was three black girls. We hung on to each other all two years, okay? We made sure we wasn't late for class. Girl, get up, okay? It's time to go to school. Like, we just held each other down, making it through, yep. okay? Support system. And, but that's that support. Mm-hmm. Did you study? Okay, let's study. We're going to do study group. We're right. going And that having like-minded people around you with a common goal. If you don't know what your goal is, Another way to think about what you might want to get into, what salary do you want to earn? How much money you want to make per year? Absolutely. Okay. So now take that. Say you want to make $100,000 a year. Now we go on Google and figure out what type of positions, what kind of skills do you need? What type of people make that money? Okay. These are the jobs under that bracket. Let's start picking from there. Go work backwards. Right. How much money you want to make? What do people that make that much money do? Right. Now, for you, you got smarter with the game because 
you said that you wanted to take yourself out of it, not being, not feeling like you were a slave to your what you were doing as far as your business. And now mm-hmm. you have a created an opportunity for others to learn and maybe do the same thing. Could you walk us through that? Like what you have created on the side to kind of make the business bigger than just you? Sure. So the original idea was Sprinkle Sweetness Academy. So that's the name of it, Sprinkle Sweetness Academy. Mm-hmm. And my original plan was just to teach like baking classes to kids, right? Okay. Because I wanted to teach young people in, you know, the inner city and what they call underprivileged youth entrepreneurship. But the reason why I decided to do it is because I do something that what you may consider unconventional, right? And Mm -hmm. so like when you think of entrepreneur, cakes are not the first thing that comes to your brain. However, it is so unconventional that a person who doesn't really know what they want to do might be like, "Hmm, I never even considered that. So you think some young teenage or 10 year old black girl or boy see you and your chef whites and are like, I've been baking in my easy bake oven. I might want to do it. So it was about representation. It was about teaching them that understand college is not for everyone, but having a skill is, here's a different skill. I honestly think that no matter what you do, you should be teaching. If you're a plumber, you should be teaching kids how to do plumbing, electrical work, so that we're giving our own communities, the skills that we need to build up our communities. Absolutely. You know, you may not have 40 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand to go to school. But if this guy who's been doing electrical work for the last 20 years does classes on the weekends and he can get you certified, you can get out and work in blah, blah, blah months. So I think that's something that we all should be doing. That's what I started doing. So And it was free. Like I was teaching, I would do a three week kind of like boot camp with the kids and it just kind of grew. Adults who bake or are interested started reaching out like you can't just keep this information for the kids. Like you can't, <laughs> we, need to know, <laughs> we need to be in a note too. Like my, my child came home talking about words that I didn't hear till my bachelor's degree and they ate. I gotta know, <laughs> I need to know. They they make them better flowers than mom now. Like, oh, that yeah. way. <laughs> you can't keep all the seats. Pop the brakes, <laughs> call Wait sweetness back. <laughs> I'm trying to make some money too. So when the kids were going home and having conversations with their parents about entrepreneurship and using verbiage and language that we don't use in our homes, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's been Mm -hmm. simplified so a 10 year old can understand it. And now you get the whole family excited. You know, so now our energy around finances has been because finances is something in our community, we're terrified of it. It's something mm-hmm. we don't talk about. It's something mm-hmm. that's just taboo. And so what's going to bring down your defenses? A cupcake. <laughs> like nothing is less intimidating than a cupcake. What's intimidating about a, nothing? But if I could teach you how to flip this cupcake, how to make some money, how to go in a grocery store with $10. And if you do what I say, it's going to make you 24 to $30. You know what I mean? And it starts Absolutely. there and they understand if you can do, you understand this equation, add some zeros and you can sell a house. It's the same thing. Right. right? So right. that was my motivation for doing it, just empowering my community and teaching people that entrepreneurship is one of the ways that we can start setting ourselves free financially. You don't have to take 100% of the risk and be completely self-employed, but having a little hustle on the side of your job is something to think about. Think about if you have something in place 
that brings in an additional $1,000 a month. You paid at your income an additional $12,000 mm-hmm. a year. What could you do with that? Absolutely. No, so it's not about be an entrepreneur, just jump out the window, leave your job. No. What could you do with an additional $12,000? Right. Right. It's, you it's, brought your 38000 up to fifty. Yeah. But a lot of people That's- aren't disciplined enough to understand that aspect of which you just spoke. Just because you got an additional $12,000 do not mean that you go buy a car or blow it on something right. that, right. you know, it's just understanding that, okay, like she said, being an entrepreneur, oh, I can create an additional income and maybe I can reinvest this into myself somehow so I can turn this 12 into a 24 or right. I think that's the hardest aspect that people can't get past because it's the delayed gratification. I was about to say we into that instant gratification right now. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, like life moves really, really fast. So if you sitting on something five, 10 years, it's not as long as you think. Look how fast 2020 went and we was in the house. So it really feel like it went 2000 skip the year. So it comes down to what is important to you and how important is it to you? Yep. Is setting your family free important to you? You know what I mean? Is being able to take more than two weeks a year vacation important to you? Is not having to ask to take the time off important to you? What's important? Now, your academy, is it based online or is it just strictly? So it was physical pre-COVID and I was doing like baking classes and things in person. Right now we're online. I'm actually about to launch a beginner cookie course today. Mm. So because everybody is like, I want to do like the very, very basic. So we're going to the very basics. We're making cookie dough. We're making the icing and we're going over very basic techniques because my cookies are a little bit intricate now. And I think a lot of people who are trying to get into it that follow me are a little intimidated by my design. So they're like, I I would be too. Your cookies, (laughs) your cakes, your cookies, your everything that you put in the oven. She probably put you in the oven. Listen, I'm telling you, everything that she put in the oven and it come back out is designed, it look, and I can only imagine the taste. I can only imagine the taste, seriously. I'm going to get some stuff. You know that. We already talked, so we on it. (laughs) I'm on it. (laughs) So as far as you said now, you said you got a cookie class that's coming out. How did you come up with the concept? Was it just something that just... Well, People were asking um, like I, about? Said, I did some in-person classes last year. So I did a couple of cookie classes, a couple of cake decorating classes, and they went really well. Right. But I noticed, again, this is my business mind working. I only take 10 students at a time max, right? That's only 10 people I can reach. And then I got to do another class to reach another 10. But if I put this entire course online, how many people can I reach with it? Absolutely. Smart. <laughs> so it was about constant scaling like I'm always thinking about scaling because if it's just me doing everything in the business if I die so does my business yep and I didn't leave the legacy that I was trying to leave and Mm -hmm. so I have to start figuring out automation and systems and things like that Mm -hmm. which now you can pass the business off really you want to get to the point where you can sell it right else but that's real business that's the point where i want us as african-american entrepreneurs to get to scaling having all of your ducks in a row all get your your ein your llc your duns number get all of that stuff business credit do it the right way so you can leverage it 
Right. No, that's awesome. And is like I I know my fiance is going want to definitely take that damn class of yours, that cookie class. So, so I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell her she don't. I'm gonna damn take one. I'm gonna give me something. I have a secret. <laughs> I'm at me and see a problem. Somebody with the cookie, you like, how you get that? Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. I got skills, okay? Skills. <laughs> I had to pay for this. <laughs> I'm a renaissance man. I do a little bit of everything, you know? <laughs> so where do you, where you see yourself after the cookie business? What is, well, not the cookie business, but the, just, you know, with the whole bakery and everything that you're doing, where do you see yourself beyond like sprinkle sweetness? Where do I see myself? That I might be too know. much of a question, but I'm <laughs> not really because I've already started thinking about it. So continuing to expand the online academy right now, I am becoming a proxy so that I can administer the service. So your food safety certification. So again, me just trying to tighten up so that I can. My ultimate goal is Sprinkle Sweetness Academy being a physical building, an institution where people can come in, they leave out equipped to either run a business or to be someone chef in another business. I want you to be good at writing your resume, pitching yourself for interviews. I want you to have all the certifications you need. And so that is what life after like me doing cakes every day, like that's what so I still want to stay because food is my life. Right. But I would like to open a physical school building so that I can certify. That's awesome. And you sitting here speaking and, you know, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, she got like the Phoenix. You remember when Phoenix came out, Phoenix Academy or what was that college or whatever? And people were like laughing at, oh, you got the online college. Yeah. Nowadays, it is the best thing to have because it's all online and i'm just sitting here thinking like you will manifest that that building i'm just thinking even on a bigger scale like you will be the phoenix of the cupcakes in a sense you will be that phoenix academy of the cupcakes cookies cakes that's amazing i also teach so right now like if you go on because the online academy is up a few courses are up there so I have a class on cake So like how to shoot after you make it and it's pretty. If you don't know how to shoot it, it's not going to look good right, on right. Instagram or whatever you're trying to post it. So I have a course on food photography. I have a course on if you're doing a flash sale, like I do flash sales all the time. I might just have stuff laying around. Oh, I want to do cupcakes or I want to do cookies and they sell out all the time. It's not by accident. There is a strategy. So I have a course on selling out flash sales. And honestly, even if you don't make cupcakes, you could do it with lip gloss. It doesn't matter what it is. The the strategy is the same. So we have like a bunch of different stuff. I'm about to do a webinar about making menus and flyers for foodpreneurs on Canva. So Canva for foodpreneurs, because everybody can't afford a graphic designer. So if you want to put something together really nice, really quick to promote your event or whatever you're trying to do. Canva is a really great program that allows you to do that yourself. So yeah, I, I use Canva myself for a little yeah, bit. Canva is yeah. Dope. yeah. And if you pay that, like get Canva pro, you actually pay for the paid version. It's even better. And they're not paying us to tell y'all this. <laughs> no, they're not. They need they, to be. They, they, they need to be. Paying they us do. A stuff. At least drop us like $10 or something. That's what I'm saying. Because that was a serious plug. That was definitely a plug. Class right on it, but it really has revolutionized my business. And it, it just allows you to look really, really professional for next to nothing. 
Absolutely. Letterhead, whatever you're trying to do with your business, you can pretty much do from Canva. Oh, that's awesome. So as we wrap this up, where can people like find you at? Like what's the tags? Instagram at Sprinkled Sweetness, Facebook, Sprinkled Sweetness, LLC. My website is www.sprinkledsweetness.com. And if you would like to order dessert, you can visit dessertsbysprinkledsweetness.com. Hey, and uh, is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Any any message, anything that you kind of just want to get out there to people? that maybe can help anybody? I think so. I would say that as a teenage mom from the inner city, a teenage single mother from the inner city who was raised by a single mother in the inner city, you can do it. There is nothing you cannot do. The odds were super, super stacked against me to do nothing with my life. And I was actually told by loved ones I was going to do nothing with my life. And so no matter what circumstance you find yourself in currently or your background, you can do it. If, but you you just got to get some motivation behind yourself, get some people around you and you can do it. It doesn't matter. I don't come from money. My parents had no money for me to go to school. I worked. I paid my own tuition monthly. I stayed home with my parents. Thank God they let us. But I worked really hard. And so it's going to take some work, but you can do it. Absolutely. And again, you got amazing business, the cakes, everything. When you guys check it out, you're going to see, I'm not sitting here talking no extra fluffy shit. So (laughs) it's the real deal. You know, I try to do a little, you know, a little bit. Let people know that the luxury cake business is, you know, it's a thing. It's it's around. It's around. Hey, I appreciate you today, and uh, I can't wait to, you know, get part two of this or whatever. You know, if you if you if we do get a part two, and definitely got a link back up for sure, for sure. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate it. You're welcome.